Revelation. <coughs> I hope I can get this out. Andy was just telling us there a slow boy we worked with and grew up in Low Gap and said he's in the nursing home. The last time I talked to him, younger than we are, last time I talked to him with him and his wife, he had dementia. So we're blessed. We're blessed to be here. And by the way, I'm not contagious this morning. <laughs> Amen. I'm not, if I'd have been contagious, I'd have stayed at the house. Maybe. Maybe I would have. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to read a little out of the 20th chapter of Revelation and a little bit out of the 21st chapter of Revelation. <coughs> I thought, is this... God changed this message totally, totally. After the funeral yesterday, I had total different scripture. Had three or four places set down and jotted down that I'd studied, but I thought about at a funeral how much preparation it takes when a person dies for the whole body to be embalmed and how much money and family's got to go to nursing home and I mean, not the nursing home they do if they die there but go to the funeral home they've, they've got to be there and they've got to make preparation to do away with that body and the Bible plainly told us that Come from the dust of the earth, and it's going back to the dust of the earth. But I thought about thousands of dollars, and I don't know exactly. I'm not looked lately, but somewhere between nine and eleven thousand dollars to do a funeral. One of the cheaper ones. You can go, you can go higher. But I thought about even the lost. We'll go to extremes. And, you know, if it was a parent or sister or brother that they thought a lot of, they'll spend extra on flyers and spend extra on the casket. So they'll be, look good. And, you know, we're missing the mark. Hey, it's done gone. Nobody's done gone. I thought about Miss Queen Elizabeth, and I'm not knocking her. A neighbor, I, I looked on Channel 12, and I've not seen her Linda's name or pictures up on Channel 12 where she rode in a gold chariot and had a cook to take care of them. And how much effort and how much praise sometimes we give. And I'm not talking about knocking them. I'm not talking about that. But I thought about how much praise we give somebody like this. And she's dead just like all that died before her. Amen. And she's standing before God just like all that stood 
before God, before her. And just like you and I are going to stand before God. So I thought about if we're going to lift anybody up, this old boy's eardrum just busted and and he had sickness and some problems and and staggering. You know, you get down in spirit. This mama's been taking, this girl's been taking care of mama for several weeks. Some of you have done things I don't even know, know about. But you've been running and taking care of here, taking care of there. And several of you have been caretakers. You know, you know what it is. Scott and Jennifer are taking care of mom and dad. But don't you think maybe he don't need a ride in a gold chariot? And he don't need lifting up that he's such a great person. But lifting up that he's a child of God. That we are the children of God, Amen. instead of beating each other down. Henry, three days in the hospital, don't you think maybe he needed lifting up Amen. to God, not lifting up on TV or to make a great name for him, but to bring him before an almighty God, that God would touch him, and God would touch everybody. All I need from you today is love. I just need you to lift me up to God, and God will take care of the rest. I thought Jamie's could have been a massive stroke. Everything was in order, but God cut it back. God put the feeling back, lowered the blood pressure, put him back in church. Amen. Glory, glory be unto God. I tell you what, a preacher without a voice, Ain't worth a plug nickel. <laughs> Amen. Let's read Revelations 20. <coughs> I know some of you thinks you ought to stay at home and let some of these fellows preach. And that's all right if you think that. 21st chapter of Revelation. I'm going to read. I ain't done this in a long time. Just stand up. Let's read Revelation 21 from 1 through 8. (laughs) And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, all glory to God, church. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God, amen, the fourth verse, and God, shall wipe away 
all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. I watched the tears yesterday run down the cheeks. Amen. And their heart is broken. But they don't realize. I know what I'm talking about. They don't realize their lost condition. Honey, we can cry over one that's died. But this is a minor, this is a minor movement, a minor change when this old body dies and goes to the grave. It's a minor, minor change compared to what's come. There'll be no tears, wipe all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow. There won't be no sorrow in heaven, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. All these other things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. This word is true and faithful, church. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha. And Omega, <coughs> the beginning and the end, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water, of life freely. Preached yesterday, he is the bread of life. And he said, I'll give you of the fountain of the fountain of water freely that flows out from under the throne of God. He that overcometh, listen to this, these last two verses. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Who's going to inherit all things? He that overcometh. We can go into second and third chapter of Revelation, the seven churches of Asia Minor. And he said to every one of them, He that overcometh. So what have we got to overcome? We've got to overcome our addictions. We've got to overcome our flesh. We've got to overcome the hardships, the troubles, the heartaches, the deaths, the troubles, the bills, the life bills, the things that breaks our heart. We've got to overcome. Hey, when we get talked about in church, we've got to overcome. Amen. Because God has never done nothing but good to every one of us. And he said, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. I will be his God, and he shall be, be my son. And he said, listen to the eighth verse. What This is what's on my heart. But the fearful, neighbor, I'm going to tell you, America is scared to death of dying. We're scared to death of sickness. We're scared to death. We're going to lose our home. We're afraid our nation is going to fall. We're afraid of we're afraid of war. We're afraid. I remember well where I was at. Y'all be seated. Be seated. Amen. I remember well where I was at when the when the trade centers fell and I was working on a road down in Siloam community. And a boy had a motor grader. I heard motor grader with a radio 
and he bailed out. He bailed out of that motor grader, and he said, Bill, he said, that we need to go home and get our guns. I said, for what? He said, they've blown up the trade center. I said, you need to prepare to make up. A shotgun ain't going to do you no good when they're blowing down the trade centers. We need to be right with God. Several years later, he come back to me, and he had a, a tumor and an aneurysm in his head. About died. he come back to me, and he said, Bill, I, I got saved. I got saved. So the trade center is not that great a fear. I hate it, but it ain't that great a fear. You know, I've got rid of some of the fear of the world. I don't want death to come to my family, but it's not going to bind me now. I can't quit because death comes to my house. I can't quit because sickness comes to my house. Jesus died on the cross that you and I could be set free. America is running scared to death today, trying to spare this flesh, to take care of this flesh. They're worried to death that it's going to get old, and the wrinkles are coming, and our teeth are falling out. They made our hearts failing, and our hair's coming out, and we worried to death about it. I done got a vision. I got a brand new body. Glory to God. It's going to be prettier than anything y'all ever looked at. Amen. I've got something on it. A house not built with hands. Eternal in the heavens. Glory to God. I didn't come here to keep this old body. Amen. I come here to wear it out for the glory. (laughs) For the glory of God. I hope I don't where y'all with my voice, honey, but the power of God is fixing to move on somebody. The power of God will move on us. The power of God will use us. Read what he said. And he said, but the fearful and the unbelieving, can I tell you something? America is an unbelieving nation. America has turned their back on God. America don't believe uh, that Jesus said what he said. He said sin can't enter in. So we're fearful and we're unbelieving today. And he said the abominable, the abominable. I'm going to tell you something. And we talk about it. A man that makes a vow and turns back is abomination in the eyes of God. We like to talk about the street walkers and the men marrying men and the women marrying women. And the Bible said it is abomination in the eyes of God. But a man said that I'm a Christian. I'm a born again child of God and turn his back on me. It's abomination in the eyes of God. It's abomination in the eyes of Almighty God. It's a disgrace on the church. It's a disgrace on the people of God. It's a disgrace on Almighty God. It's a disgrace to the cross, honey. I'm going to tell you something. It's a disgrace to wear the cross around your neck. Amen. And sit in a beer joint. Amen. Resembling 
the death of Jesus, and you still got to have your alcohol to survive. Think about it, church. And he said the the whoremongers, the, the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, we're the whorenest nation of people I've ever seen in, in my life. Hollywood is corrupt from the sky to the ground. Hollywood is corrupt, and they're taking people that go out there, think they're going to make a movie star because they sung a song pretty in North Carolina, and they go out there, end up on the street, end up in pornography because they can't get back. Honey, we're a whoremongering nation today. And if we didn't buy it, and if we didn't look at it, and if we didn't watch it, there wouldn't be no market for it. Amen. Amen. Whoremongers and sorcerers. Honey, you think witchcraft ain't in our land today? Yeah. It's not been long ago. I heard a tape on the, the Illuminati Ball where the witches got together in Pennsylvania and worshipped the devil. And it's happening in all the places. And it happened in our Old Testament where they, where they went and laid them in the arms and burnt their babies and worshipped and sacrificed babies. Honey, we're a nation that forgot God. We're a nation that's heading into troubles because we forgot God. Whoremongers and sorcerers <laughs> and adultery. I'm going to tell you there's thousands of things in every one of our lives that has took the place of God. That's took the place of God. If we were as excited, I, re- I remember well when Channel 12 and 2 was the only channels you could get. And the soap operas. And I remember my grandma Golden. I remember she'd come plumb out of her chair when one would be cheating on another. Today it's just nothing. Some of them, I think, maybe ended up on nerve pills. Amen. Well, they got all excited over a drama on TV. You know what's wrong with our kids today? We've watched this drama. We've watched this junk till it's beat into our, our mind till God ain't real. God is not real. God is just a fairy tale to our children. We think we can turn him off, turn him on. If we don't like what he's saying, change channels. I preached it yesterday, and some of the disciples of Jesus come to him, and he said, this is a hard saying. Who's able to keep it? And said, and they went back no more. They followed him no more. They turned their back. And Jesus turned. He knew some would go away. He turned to the twelve. And he said, will you also go away? And they said, where can we go? You have the words of eternal life. So where can you and I go today? Where can we go? He has the words of eternal life. He has the words. I can't go back to the whoremongering that I was doing. I can't go back to the abominable things that I was doing. I can't go back to the beer joint bill and sit on the bar stool and have any power of God about me. I can't have no peace of God about me. Think about it, church. 
<coughs> Think about where we're at today. And he said, adultery and all liars and all liars. I've heard thousands of excuses why I don't go to church. And I dare say, every church I've ever been in, somebody got hurt in it. Somebody got their feelings hurt. But neighbor, God didn't do it. The devil see you in every church. And the devil is here today that would tear you down, hurt your feelings, take you out of the church, put you back out there on the bar stool and laugh at you when your calamity comes. They laugh at you when you fall off of your stool drum. Yeah. Laugh at you when your family falls apart. Yeah. I'm glad I've got a church family, and I'm going to call it Mount Vernon. I've got a church family that loves me. I've got a church family that prays for me Amen. when I'm down. i got a God that's got his hand on us. Valley, uh, we got a God when, when sis dies, when mom's sick that God puts his hand on us. And it could be so much worse, but God puts his hand on us. God takes care of us. I thought about, Lou, I thought about yesterday. I thought about what a miracle. What a miracle. And I never really realized it, but what a miracle when I had my hip operated on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I preached on Sunday with a six-inch incision, 15 or 18 stitches, and God used us. Lay there in bed. I hiccuped all night long. I don't know. I hope I ain't still growing, but I hiccuped all night long. Didn't sleep much. I had all kinds of thoughts. How great God has been to this old boy. Been in old vehicles rolling down, end over end, motorcycle wrecks. Been shot at, swung at with a knife. Mm. All glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (coughs) Adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake. Listen to this. This is my message. In the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My message today is the second death. The second death. The first death hurts us, but only the second death is going to be personal. The second death, the Bible plainly tells us there, it's a lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I thought about, let me jump over here right quick. In Revelations 20, go to Revelation 20, and four. <coughs> and he said, I saw thrones, and there sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. 
And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. Listen to this. Is it being beheaded? Tribulation. He said, I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. For the witness of Jesus. Neighbors, this is New Testament times. For the witness of Jesus, they were beheaded. And today, we think if we got a bad cold, there's a great curse on us. Hey, we can have a hand toenail, and we think there's a great curse on us. None of these things are just common to man. And he said that we're beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Can I tell you something, honey? Somebody's got to be here for that mark to come before them, for them to reject it, amen, and then go live with Christ a thousand years. We're not going to get by with coming one Sunday a month to church. We're not going to get by without praying. and We're not going to get by with withholding our tithes. Uh, we, we've got to do that. There's a conviction. Uh, I, I forgot to get my tithes last week. Janet was sick. I come with no check, no, no money. I, I'm glad. I'm glad God let us live to this Sunday Amen. to make it up. Amen. To make it up. It is not, it's not ours. Right. It's all God's. Right. I thought, what are we hanging on to? The idols that we're hanging on to. Amen. The things that we're clinging on to. And he said, Then they were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hand. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So that's a promise if I live right, that I've got a thousand years right there to live with Christ. And I'm read on down. And it goes on for eternity. Not just a thousand years, but thousands of thousands of countless years. Right on and on with Almighty God. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first <coughs> this is the first resurrection. Listen to the sixth verse, the twentieth chapter. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death, if we go in the first resurrection, we got an extra thousand years with Jesus in New Jerusalem. First resurrection on such the second death. (coughs) I'm preaching on the second death. He said, if we get caught up 
in the first resurrection, the second death hath no power. Second death, hell, fire, and brimstone has no power over us. I'm going to tell you, it behooves us to buckle up. Church, I laid there in bed last night, this morning, and my heart breaks. People that don't understand that you can't be half-hearted in for Jesus. You've got to go all the way. You've got to go all the way. You've got to give up this life for Jesus. And then we can prepare for the first resurrection. Think about it. And what a blessing. The second death hath no power. When we look out and see the fire burning and brimstone and we see hell and death and there's no fear there because second death hath no power over us. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. That's the promise of Almighty God. Let me read, jump over. We'll jump over to the 11th verse of the 20th chapter. And he said in the 11th verse, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. Hey, him that sat on that throne. <coughs> he said the heaven and the earth fled away. They, they couldn't look on him. They dodged him. The face of the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Ain't that going to be the saddest thing? When we run from Jesus, there's not going to be any place found for us. Yeah. Neighbor, there's not a one of you out there that don't desire a place. You want to fit in. You want a home. You want a job. You want a friend. <coughs> you want loved ones. The neighbor, he said there was no place found for them. I'm glad if we'll prepare now for the first resurrection. I'm glad, glory to God. Second death has no power over us. Why should we fear? I remember we had some good teachers in time past on Revelation, Brother and Payne, and, and then Carl Hayes studied up on Revelation from some of the tapes of Brother Ivan Payne. And I remember some of our members that are not here now, but they said, it scares me when we go to teaching out of Revelation. It scares me. Let me tell you something. If your heart's right with God, Revelation don't scare you. If your heart's right with God, you know that you can be caught up in the first resurrection. You know, I've just read it to us, that second death has no power. Oh, glory be, glory be unto God. The second death has no power over us. He can't stop us. So if second death has no power over us, why are we so afraid of corona? Hello? Why are we so afraid of somebody that's on drugs? Hey, 
why don't we pull back into our shelter? Let me ask you something else. Why are we so afraid to give our testimony to our superiors? Yeah. I wished, and I can't go into it. I couldn't, I couldn't bring out his name or his occupation. But I'm going to tell you, way up yonder, happened this week, and if it hadn't have been all just exactly like it was, it wouldn't have worked. But I give him my testimony. Met him about five, six months ago. Give him my testimony. He reached out this week. He shook my hand. He said, God has sent you here. I thought I'd come for a whole other reason. He said, God has sent you here. Told me off to the side and he gave me his testimony. <laughs> Boy, I began to get lifted up. Amen. He said, You are only the second or the third person that I've ever told this where I came from. I don't know about you all. But that's a little bit of the first resurrection. <laughs> that's a little bit. And I'm not bragging. God, God used it. Nothing I've done. But somebody in authority wanted to get some things off of their chest. Neighbor, can I tell you something? We got some things on our chest we need to get off. Amen. We need to get off. Let me finish. <coughs> I really wish I could run the house like I did last year. But I'm just tickled to death. I can hang on to the pulpit and still preach. Amen. Glory to God. <coughs> And there's found no place for them. The 12th verse in the 20th chapter. And I saw the dead, small and great. Hello, small and great. Stand before God. And the books, the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. How about your book today? How about it's been written according to your works? The Baptists preach against works. I know I didn't work my way, way in. I didn't work my way to get my darling Janet but I'd like to do all I could to help her and to praise her and to let her know I appreciate her being there for me. And, and part of my works is to let somebody else know what a great God we got. The first day I saved, I doubted. Second day I saved, I doubted. Third day I saved, I doubted. And I can't tell you the exact time 
like five or six months down the road. A backward, backwoods boy. And I got to praying to God. I need to know. I need to know I'm saved. Neighbors that night, never forget it. I had a 62 Valiant. Used to be an old voting house down towards your baptizing hall. It was all dirt road. We used to sit down there and drink and carry on party. <coughs> God put me back in that hangover situation that I'd been in thousands of times. I rolled out of bed. Don't think I even mentioned Janet. I rolled out of bed about 5 o'clock. Went down to the old voting house. Got down beside of my car. Said, I'm glad this hangover ain't real. I'm glad I've been saved from this hangover. And I'm going to tell you, I've not doubted my salvation since. We all doubt some. You and we doubt yonder. But neighbor, we need to quit doubting. The Bible said, come faith believing and doubting not. We need to lay hold on eternal life. About two more verses and I'll quit. The same old place that I had been so sick and thrown up and hung out on the ground. Amen. God let me go back and give him praise. Give him praise for what he'd done for me. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Death and hell delivered up. They gave up. Read what it says. Were the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. But can I tell you something? Glory to God. In this second, in this second death, there ain't going to be no deliverance. But here it said, they're going to be delivered out. We find in Peter where Jesus went into the center of the earth and he preached to them that were in prison or those that come up under the law or those that hadn't maybe heard the grace of Almighty God. They had another change and they had already died. Here the Bible said the dead, the dead, the sea and, and all that and death were delivered up. But neighbor, the second death we won't be delivered. And death and hell, 14th verse of the 20th chapter, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. I'm going to tell you, church, we need to get some seriousness on our face. We need to get some seriousness in our heart. You got mamas, daddies, loved ones, children that are dying and going to hell. And we're playing church. We're not doing what God would have us to do. 
We're not living the life that God wants us to live. What did Jesus give on the cross? He gave it all. <clears throat> he didn't hold back anything. And he said, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I heard it preached. It ain't Bible, but I heard it preached that when we were born, our name's written down in the book of life. And then if we don't get saved, it gets raised out. If y'all can show me that in the Bible, I'd like to read it again. I'd like to read it again. It's dodging around the doctrine. Dodging around the doctrine. He said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. <coughs> Corinthians. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, 1552, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and shall be changed. For this corruption, corruptible, must put on incorruption, and this mortal must, must put on immortality. Glory to God. Oh, I love this. Oh, death, oh, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. In Revelations 2, <coughs> to the church of Samaria, and it said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, great day, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. That's the second chapter of Revelations. And the 11th verse to the, one of the churches of Asia Minor. Neighbor, can I tell you something today? Second death don't have no power over us. If second death don't have no power over us, we need to quit fear, fearing this first death. <coughs> we need to quit running from man. We need to quit running from what fear comes to our house. We need to quit running from sickness. If I could die today, it would be gain. That's what Paul said. But evidently, for me to stay is gain for us. Gain for us. Something else for us. If you will, stand get us a song of invitation. You may not understand the Bible, but you need to take this chapter and read it to some of your friends. The second death is real. The second death, the door is closed. The second death is forever and forever. Come as God speaks to our heart.